Hello and welcome to Balance City with your host, me, moi, Danielle. We're going to talk all about the juicy stuff, about relationships, about business, about mental health, all the things when it comes to the journey of life, right? And what you'll see along the way is no one's perfect. We all have our shit, (laughs) to be frankly honest. And I am so thankful that you're here to be on this journey with me. And I'm going to have some epic guests sharing their story. And I just cannot wait to get this started. So let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome back. I am so excited that you guys are here. And today, I hope you guys have your pen and paper ready, your heart ready, right? Um, Especially if you are a veteran in the military and and dealing with some types of things, this is the person to listen to. Um, His name is Adam Smith. We met on Clubhouse. And again, I say it every time, but Clubhouse has been just an incredible, incredible space to meet incredible humans. So Adam, I'm going to pass you the mic, do a little intro, and then we're kind of getting to the nitty gritty of all all of it. Sure. So uh, you guys heard it, Adam Smith. I spent (laughs) 17 years in the army, uh, most of that time as a Green Beret in U.S. Army Special Forces. And um, since I've gotten out of the military, which is an end of itself, the kind of a big story coming out of the military, I have done a little bit of everything. I've uh, gone from being a director of training for tactical training company, training law enforcement, military, uh, to helping a helping a medical cannabis company through its IPO, to owning my own businesses, owning a CrossFit gym, uh, and 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 do, let's see, personal development coaching for a company out of California. I started and owned and founded a personal development company, uh, company with a few other partners, and now I own a company called um, Savage Consulting, and uh, one arm of that company is Savage Freedoms Defense, and we do tactical training for civilians and ultimately help people become better assets for themselves, their family, and their communities with a focus on protection. Like a lot of people buy guns. A lot of people think that they are really true, good, truly good protectors, but in reality, they're really good providers. And that protection piece is a piece that gets missed oftentimes. And um, I do keynote speaking engagements for veteran nonprofits, as well as uh, corporate leadership development experiences and, and, and corporate consulting. So that's a, a big piece is uh, one of my favorite pieces actually is, is, is doing the corporate leadership consulting piece. Cause it's really cool. If you can help shift the perspective of one person at the highest level of the business, you get to help shift the perspective of everybody in the business, which means you touch one, you can touch thousands. And that's, that's pretty legit. I love that. And oh, wait, oh, wait, I'm a, yeah. I'm a, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a dad. I have a one-year-old daughter at home. I'm married to that. a beautiful wife. Like, holy shit. How can I miss that? Um, <laughs> I've got like my life is completely insane right now. There's so much craziness going on. And yeah, it's pretty legit. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get into that. But first, I want to talk about your journey in special forces. And because you know, before we we had this conversation, obviously you did the your research on me, I did your research on on you, and I found out some stuff that like, you know, you you've been through it. You've been yeah, through a lot. There's been a battle. I mean, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a thing in the community that I come from where if there's a problem, we hold, we carry the problem and and it's not unique to us. There's a lot of people that do this across the border. Right. But, but where one of the biggest things is that if you can't handle your problem, then you become a liability. And in the community, if you're a liability, that means you could get somebody killed. Right. 
And so there's a battle of learning how to handle it and learning how to carry it and learning how to communicate it in such a way that doesn't indicate yourself as a liability. And also you can still do your job. My problem was when I got out of the military. Um, when I made the transition out of, out of the army, I lost all aspect of my identity because you, I, I truly, like if someone asked me who I was, like, well, I'm a green beret. Mm. Like I, I literally identified myself by the color of the hat that I wore on my head. And, and the, the battle is that your identity, and I did it my entire adult life, right? I joined the army at 17 years old and I, I did it for 17 years. So the, my, the entirety of my adult life had revolved around the job that I did and the significance I got from that job and the purpose that was driven to do the job better and the mission that was dictated by my higher command. And so that transition out, losing all aspect of identity of self, losing all aspect of significance, no, no considered, no concept of purpose. Cause I did, I can, how can I have anything in purpose if I don't connect it to my identity? Uh, it let me, it led me to a really bad place. Loss mm-hmm. of identity, post-traumatic stress, um, multiple head injuries. My, my body didn't function properly. My hormones were completely out of balance and you, you compound all those things. And it, it led me to almost making the ultimate decision of, of killing myself. And, and in reality, the only reason why I'm still here is because with the time that when I put the pistol in my mouth, I was so drunk that I passed out before I could pull the trigger. And if that's not divine intervention, I don't, I don't know what is, uh, but there's definitely a higher purpose for me to be around. And so I'm grateful every day that that's the case. Uh, but that was, that was, that was the, that was the hardest part for me was literally being, I mean, it, it was kind of a, um, it was kind of like the perfect storm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was getting out of the army. I didn't really have any savings. I had no idea what to do as a civilian. I had no idea how to translate my skills into the civilian market. Uh, my wife, who was my fiance at the time, she had just finished. She quit. She had quit her job and went back to school to get her master's degree and had just finished her master's degree uh, and got a master's degree in prosthetics and orthotics. And she had to finish an internship. So when we, when we moved in together to be together full time, we were combined, we were making less than $18,000 a year. Hmm. And I'm like, dude, I can't like, we can't, we can't pay the bills. Can't put food on the table. I can't put gas in my truck. So I'm literally selling off all my military gear, all my old clothing, all my uniforms to a local, uh, a local military um, surplus store, just so I can put gas in the truck, just so I can put food on the table, just so I can pitch in help with rent. Like, cause I didn't have work. I didn't have a job. And, and so, uh, it, it was, it's a really, it's a really frustrating place to be in when you've, when you have lived a life of providing, you've lived a life as a protector, you've lived a life with significance. And now all of a sudden it's gone. And what hearing, hearing that and hearing the, the reading about your story also, it kind of remind me of, um, Bradley Cooper's, uh, the movie, I think what it, it was like, uh, was it called shooter or something? American, American sniper. Amer- American Sniper. I kind of want to get your reaction to that movie because it's, it's. It did a, it did a really great job. Um, It did a, uh, it did a really, 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 really great job of, of sort of portraying what that transition looked like. Mm -hmm. And, and, and it also did a pretty good job of portraying it. I thought it did a really good job of portraying what the transition looked like, but I th- didn't think it did a really good job of portraying what, what find, sort of finding that shining light in the darkness looked like because there was all of a sudden a skip, right? It was, mm-hmm. there was a battle of depression. There was a conversation of suicide. There was all these issues that he was battling and facing. Then all of a sudden in the next scene, we're talking about a nonprofit that he's doing and he's dead. 
mm-hmm. in the movie. And that, mm-hmm. and that, that such a, that's such a short window from flash to bang in reality that, that, that takes a long, that takes a long time, a lot of effort, you know, that there's not one, one magical shining light. And then all of a sudden you're better. It, it takes, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of personal work to re-identify, redefine, repurpose yourself, and then really figure out what your mission is going to be to deliver that stuff into the world. And for me, it was a hand up. I was going to say, what was your shining light? Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was a guy named Todd Triplett who owns a company called Norse Tactical out of Louisville, Kentucky. He, uh, he's a former Navy SEAL. And, um, and it, it was the day after I put the pistol in my mouth and I called him on Monday and left a voicemail and said, Hey dude, I'm back in town. I'd like to get together and get a beer. Mm. And so, uh, I didn't hear back from him. He's busy. You know, I didn't hear back from him. And, uh, Literally the day after, the day after um, I, I, I attempted suicide, uh, he called me and he was like, dude, are you back? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, are you like back, back? Are you like contracting? Are you going to leave again? Are you back? I'm like, no, 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 dude, I'm, I'm back. He's like, cool. Um, getting a beer sounds cool, but are you looking for work? And mm-hmm. my literal response was, bro, I will lick the shit off your toilet if that's <laughs> what's required of me to make some money. What do you got going on? And he said, well, dude, I got to go up to Northern Ohio and train a bunch of guys up in Northern Ohio. I'd love for you to come with me. I can only pay you X amount of dollars per day um, for this particular training event, but it's going to be a five-day gig if you're down. I'm like, I'm in. So we go up to Northern Ohio. We're supposed to train 17 or so. We train 43 dudes for five days. We get done. We come back. We sit down. And, uh, and Trip Trip hates me telling this story because he doesn't like being bragged on because he's, he's such a humble, loving, caring dude. He's a really good guy. So we sit down in the office and Trip hands me a check. And it's uh, twice as much as what we had agreed upon. And he said, I know where you are. I've been where you are. I can see it written all over you. I can hear it in your voice. Take the check, pay your bills, put groceries in your refrigerator, make certain everything's taken care of, pay your rent, put the rest of it in savings. And that way you have a little bit of runway. And then he gave me some cash and he said, this, this is for you and your fiance at the time, your, your lady, you and Megan to go out this weekend and do whatever you want. Steak, dinner, buy some clothes. It doesn't matter. I can't do this every time, but this is my investment in you. And I'm telling you that I want you to be a part of this company. So if you want it, be here on Monday. If you don't, that's okay. Take this and, 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 and just get, be better is what he said. And I'm tears streaming down my face, man. I, you know, tears coming down my face because here, here's this guy who's like, he knows. He knows that he knows that he's been there. He knows that feeling. He knows that place. And um, well, that was that was the last week of January. Uh, February I had my birthday. By September, uh, by October of that year, my wife and I had gotten married, and we bought our first home uh, in just outside of Frankfort, Kentucky. And um, and that that sort of was that was the that was the hand up. That was the light and shining darkness, right? That was that was the moment when I recognized and realized that I still have ability to provide purpose. Or to, I still have ability to provide value and I still have the ability to find significance in what I do. And I get to choose my identity and I get to choose what my purpose is and I get to choose what my mission is, which is the best part. I love that. And I kind of want to ask you for those, you know, men or women that are listening and are dealing with, you know, they're, they're at that, that groundbreaking, that, that like rock bottom point that you were in. Um, and they, they're listening to you. They're seeing the hope. They're hearing the hope, but they don't see it themselves right now. So what kind of tips would you be able to at least share with them and some guidance? Use the skills that we learned in the military to change your situation. So understand this. The situation you find yourself in may not be completely your fault, but the situation you continue to stay in is, is definitively your choice. Mm-hmm. And so 
understanding that as the piece, use the skills that we learned in the military to start changing your situation. One, have a consistent daily routine. Make certain that you're not hiding in the house. If that means that you have to wake up and just make your bed, wake up and just make your bed. Wake up and just make your bed and do 20 push-ups and 20 sit-ups. Wake up and just make your bed and do 20 push-ups, 20 sit-ups, and go stand outside for 10 minutes. Wake up and just make your bed and do 20 push-ups and 20 sit-ups and go stand outside for 15 minutes and then call somebody that you care about and just say hi. I mean, if, if you learn about the skills, if you use the skills we learned in the military and you understand that consistent daily routine can shift your, your own mental health because it's giving your mind something to achieve and it's giving your mind something to go after. It also changes your physical health because your physical, your, your, your physical body will respond to your mental body, right? Like one will respond to the other definitively. And so that's, that's one. And the other is this, don't think that you have to carry this burden by yourself. Like, don't think that this is a thing that you have to carry on your own because it's not, you don't, you don't have to carry this on your own. You get an opportunity right now in this moment to recognize your current reality, acknowledge your current reality. You may not have a job or you may have a shitty job. You may, you may be in a happy marriage or you may be in an unhappy marriage. You may be overweight or you may not be overweight. Like you have in this moment right now, if you are close to that point of being at rock bottom, just recognize and acknowledge your current reality and your current reality is facts, period. It's not the feelings or opinions you have about it. It's the fact of where you're at. So the fact is you have a job or you don't. Fact. The fact is, is that you are, you are in love or happy in your marriage or you're not. Fact. The fact is, is that you weigh X amount of pounds or you weigh Y amount of pounds. Fact. Like look at the reality of your current situation and then recognize where you want to go. And if it's in this, the statement of where I want to be is not here, that is not a destination. Right. Because if I say where I want to be is not here and, and, and is, uh, will the, is there a video that goes up too? Cause I can do a demonstration with my hands. Or oh, just I audio. could do a video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So, so if you, if you're just listening, I want you to imagine it. No, I don't want you to imagine. I want you to fucking do it. If you're just listening, what I want you to do is I want you to take a pencil or a pen and I want you to hold it in your right hand. Okay. And then I want you to take that pen or pencil holding your right hand. And I want you to put the index finger of your left hand against the pencil or pen. Now, when I tell you, all I want you to do is not touch the pen. If I move my finger that much, then I have successfully not touched the pen. Since I haven't given a true destination for where I want you to be or where I want you to go, then simply, simply not being in contact with the pen with my left index finger, that has achieved what we've stated. But if I say, not only do I not want you to touch the pen, I want you to touch the top of your head. Now we have a definitive definition of where we want to go. We have an actual destination to achieve and get after and drive to. And it forces us to not just have an arbitrary action for action's sake. So the simple piece is this. Identify the reality of where you are. Use the skills that we learned about consistent daily effort in the military to change your position currently with regards to what your daily routine looks like and set a definitive destination of where you want to go. It doesn't mean you're going to get there today or tomorrow or in a week or in a year, but God damn it. It's better than just sitting and being miserable on the couch and wishing you weren't around anymore. I, I want to let that breathe for a second. And I hope everybody, you know, who this is hitting, it's hitting the way it should be. And that you saw Adam's demonstration, you heard his voice and you, you hear that hope. Um, Cause that was great. That was great. Um, I kind of now want to pivot into a different direction um, and talk about how we met through Clubhouse, right? Um, and 
you came on the app and you kind of exploded. <laughs> I, I, I get, I, I mean, is that, is that what you would, is that how you would consider it? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Cause you, as soon as you came on the app, you shared that value and then people wanted to hear more. So my question is, how has Clubhouse changed you since you <laughs> downloaded it? Well, I, first of all, if anybody's listening to this or watching this, please just understand that I don't believe that Danielle is sponsored by Clubhouse, nor am I sponsored <laughs> by Clubhouse. This is simply an opinion position based on personal experience, and there is yes. no monetary return in any way. I'll, um, put, that little, I'll put that little description. <laughs> put a little banner. Uh, you know, I, I got invited to Clubhouse when it first kicked off by a buddy of mine, and he was telling me, man, the social app, it's really cool. And I'm like, I got another social app. God almighty, I, I don't... I don't have time. I don't have the space for it. I don't even want to participate in, in anything that's another social app. I just, I don't want to play that game. And I don't want to play that game because already people use social applications to distract themselves from the day and distract themselves from like getting shit done. And, and so there was, I don't know what it was. Oh, I know what it was. I was driving. <sighs> Go figure, right? I, I literally put 25,000 miles on my truck in the last four, four and a half months. It's insane. <laughs> so, um, so I was driving. And, uh, and I, I was like, you know, I haven't really leaned into this clubhouse thing. I, let's go check this out a little bit. You know, I'm, bo- I'm bored. I'm driving. I'm, I've listened to all my podcasts. I've listened to all my, my, my personal development, uh, motivational messages. Like I've listened to all my, my daily work. Like I got some space while I'm driving. Let's, let's see what this is about. So I kicked open the, the app and I'm looking at it. And the first thing I see is the million marathon. Now, with that being said, I saw this, but I also got an introduction from a buddy of mine, Scott Simons. And Scott said, this was kind of the biggest driving piece. I was like, Hey dude, I'm doing a clubhouse show in the mornings and it's called the breakfast with champions. The, the, the million, uh, was it the, the millionaires club. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, it's back breakfast with champions. That's awesome. And he was like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a breakfast with champions. I'd love for you to come on and listen. I was like, Oh, I'm in. So I, I started listening to it on the drive in the morning. It was super early and I kicked it on. It was like five o'clock in the morning. I've been driving since midnight. I was trying to get home from Missouri. It's like a 14 and a half hour drive or something crazy. Right. And so um, uh, it's like five o'clock in the morning. I kick it on. I'm listening to it. I'm like, I can, I can get behind this. This is legit. And then I'm scrolling through as I'm listening to the show. I'm scrolling through like, oh, there's a million marathon. That's crazy. What does that look like? So I, I click, I click join the club. What the hell is join the club? I don't <laughs> join the club. So I joined dangerous, the club. Dangerous. Yeah. Join the club, <laughs> got the alert bell. And that was like, cool. So now, now I'm, now I'm part of the breakfast champions club and, and I'm part of uh, part of the million marathon club. I'm like, oh, that's cool. So listen in. And I was like, debate the news. I like to debate things. Let's, let's join the club. So I joined a club, debate the news. And what was really cool was uh, Scott was, was doing his thing on, on um, breakfast with champions. And he called me, he goes, Hey dude, this thing with Ukraine is going off. I want to bring you on and have you talk to sort of the geopolitical concepts of what's going on. I, it would be, a, and then he pitched me. He's like, it would be a really great opportunity for you to get some exposure and some other stuff. And I'm like, Scott, I would look, can, if I'm helping you, I'm in like, if this, does mm-hmm. this help? He's like, yeah, it would help a lot. And it would help you a lot too. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't care about helping me. Like if I'm helping you, bro, I'm happy. That's all I care about. Cause I love Scott. Scott's such good people. Yeah. He's in, he's incredible. He is. He's such a, and he's such a, like, he's such a good hearted person. He's just, he really is. He's mm-hmm. really legitimately good dude. And, and Scott and I, like, you know, we, we were texting earlier today and I was like, bro, or uh, last week when, when, when someone else had reached out to me on the clubhouse and, and had said what he'd said, I was like, oh, bro, I got to tell you this story. So Scott was like, oh, I'll send him a text message and tell him you're legit. Like, that's cool. So anyway, long story short. So he brings me on and we do this Ukraine piece. And, uh, and I, 
I, I, that was cool. And I, I think I, I had like 127 or 132 followers or something on there at that point, uh, from speaking a couple of times inside of the breakfast with champions room. And then we did this Ukraine piece and, and I, and I got a lot of good feedback it was really cool. And then, uh, that later that night or, or a couple of days later, I got onto the show, the million marathon. And, um, and it's a, it's a show that's sponsored by Grant Cardone. And, uh, there's a lot of people in the show. There's a lot of people that are in the show for infotainment. They're, they are high net worth individuals. And I had no clue about any of this crap, man. I'm like, you know, I don't know what I don't know when it comes to this, this junk. Right. So I, I get on and I'm listening and it's a show about the Ukraine. And so I'm hearing people put information out there. I'm hearing people put out this and put out that and talk about this and talk about that. And they're, they're missing the mark. They're, they're, they're missing the mark because they're, they're kind of hitting some pieces, but they're not really addressing other pieces. And finally, I was just like, man, look, if you guys want to know some facts, here's some facts. And I just sort of laid it out for them and, and laid out my perspective and my understanding and some information that I'd been reading on some information I'd heard from buddies of mine. And, um, and like the next day I woke up and, and I had, I think I had something like 65 or 75, what they call back channel messages, message requests. Uh, and my followership had gone from like 134 to like 715 overnight. And so I was like, wow, this is, this is interesting. This is very interesting. And so I was like, man, I, I enjoy the show. I enjoy being able to provide value when I can provide value and insight and perspective. Cause I, I feel like I have a unique perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many times everything is super, it's super, super um, black and white. Right. It very is very, it's very dissected down the very center of the line. And oftentimes for me, I'm like, dude, you know, it'd be really cool if you guys stop being victims. It'd be really cool if you guys stop being victims. It'd be really cool if everybody just kind of shifted their perspective a little bit and said this. You can have an opinion that you can have, you can have an opinion, you can have, you can't force me to have your opinion, mm-hmm. and I can't force you to have my opinion. Mm-hmm. So how about we just high five and be Americans and go fucking get it? How about that? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like, can we do that? And and so it's, you know, I think it's a unique perspective. It's mine. So I guess mm-hmm. it's unique. Yeah. And then, and then I went on to the news one day. Um, I had heard an individual talking and making a claim about some, something he wasn't, and he was, he was, he wasn't doing it on purpose. He was misspeaking. And so we had to provide some clarification on that. Uh, and then literally for the next 25 or 30 minutes, it was a conversation with the moderators of that particular room. And we were having an in-depth conversation and again, providing value. And we hit, you know, I think 48 hours later, we hit a thousand. Now we're at one, almost 1.2, which is interesting. So literally in a matter of three and a half weeks or four weeks or something along those lines, I think. Yeah. You grew like crazy. You grew yeah. like crazy. Yeah. It's been kind of, it's been kind of insane. And my, the same thing happened on Instagram. So as the followers grew on side of clubhouse, my Instagram followers started growing as well. Um, I've had, a, I've had a couple of pretty big videos on TikTok at this point. And I know like you guys are like, bro, you're like 39 years old. Dude. You're on TikTok, <laughs> like Shaw, bro. Like, yeah, dude, hundred percent. It's, and here's the thing. And for you guys listening, I just be very clear. Followers don't mean anything to me except for one thing. It only means that people are getting exposed to my message. Mm, mm. They may not be people that will ever be clients. They may not ever be people that will ever do business with me, but they're getting exposed to my message. I don't care to be famous. And somebody said this to me the other day, actually, it's my buddy, John. He said, Adam, check it out, bro. The, here's the unfortunate part about what you're doing. You're going on podcasts, you're having conversations, you're spreading a message. It's a powerful message. You have a powerful voice. This is him talking to me. And I'm like, I, guys, people tell me this shit and I don't, I don't believe it. Like, it's not a thing that I'm, it's hard for me to own it, right? It's, it just is a very hard thing for me to own. And he said, you have a powerful voice. When you speak, people listen. He said, here's the problem. Because that's the case. You're going you're gonna to generate some fame. 
And like, you just have to recognize that if you're going to be successful in modern society, that comes with it. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, maybe I don't want to be successful. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, listen, I mean, but, and that, and, and then we could talk about, we could talk about cancel culture. We could, we could talk about that, you know, oh, man, we're talking about all of it. Yeah. All of it. But I think that what you're getting at, what I've seen is that you've utilized the app and you've gotten really massive connections through it. And oh, big time. It's only going to, you know, help you, your family, your business and everything from that. And I think it's important for the listen- listeners to understand that like uh, yeah, again, we aren't sponsored by Clubhouse, but at the <laughs> same time <laughs> uh, but at the same time, we can tell you that both of us have really leveled ourselves up through the app. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because uh, it's an app where you, you have a spot and a space and access to people that you wouldn't normally have access to. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting about, about, you know, guys like um, Grant Cardone that are in these rooms and and Brian Benstock and John Legere and um, who else? Uh, Brielle Roche Mm -hmm. and um, you know, uh, Elena, Elena Cardone. Like there are some really big names, very wealthy people that are leveraging leveraging social media platforms in a very unique way. Uh, and, and I think that there's something that we can learn from that mm. because I think there's power to it, but I will say this, my, my identity period, like who I am is I'm, I'm, I, my identity is an individual who wants to create impact in all aspects of my life and the lives of the people I touch. And my purpose is that my purpose is to create impact in my life, create generation wealth for my family and create impact in the lives of every single person I touch. Like it doesn't matter what it looks like. If it's just this conversation or if it's a handshake in the street, or it doesn't matter if it's me ordering food from, from McDonald's or, you know, Chick-fil-A, like I, I want that interaction to be impactful. That doesn't necessarily mean it needs to be serious. It doesn't need to be like super day, deep and heartfelt. It just, there ha- something about that interaction will leave a positive impact on the person that you're talking to. Right. And my mission is however I choose to deliver that into the world. And here's the best part. I don't care if you disagree with me, you have the right to do so. However, I also have the opportunity to express my perspective and my position, and I'm doing it in a place that's being heard thousands and thousands and thousands of times over. Mm-hmm. And I'm also doing it in a place that's being heard by people who have a stage that are doing it in front of tens of thousands of people on a regular basis, which means that if I get exposure which I never expected this. I never thought this was a thing. I never knew that it was even a possibility, but because of that exposure, there is a potential opportunity of standing on a stage and speaking in front of tens of thousands of people. That means that there's an opportunity to literally touch and impact the lives of of over a million people. If you think about this, if you think about 10,000 people multiplied by 10 times. Crazy. Right. And if we go down that number and then that 10 times is multiplied by 10 times and they share your piece of your story or they share a piece of that impact, like you have the ability to, to not wield influence, but to help provide perspective and shift people's lives. Like it's fucking crazy. I know. I know. I, I'm, I'm like speechless because it is crazy. And um, a, a couple uh, like a few more questions that I have for you is one, you've talked about you know, just now about like sharing your voice, you know, having these stages to speak on, but for those people that like are, you know, introverted like myself who don't speak that much, um, but they do want to get a message out. 
And they'll only speak at certain moments when they feel that urge to, but they're still nervous to share. What, what can you share with those people? It, the world is your stage. Mm -hmm. Without any question unequivocally in my mind, the world is your stage. If you have a message that you want to share because you think it will bring impact and you have a reluctance to share it because you're afraid of potential criticism, understand that you're going to be criticized. You're, somebody is going to hear and they're going to be critical of what you're saying. Somebody's going to hear it and they're going to disagree with you. But I will, let me just be very clear on this. A differing opinion is not an attack. A criticism of a statement is not an attack. Like when someone disagrees with you or someone says that you're quote unquote full of shit or bringing the bullshit, that's not, a, that's not an attack on your character. So if you got a story to share, if you got something that's impactful, create, the, create your stage. The world mm -hmm. is your stage. So create the stage you want to speak to. If that means that you don't care to speak in public, but you want to put a message out on Instagram, do it. If that means that you don't want to put a message out on Instagram, but you're a phenomenal writer and you want to create a blog, do it. If that means that like you want to write a book, do it. If that means that you want to do short order or short form films or short form videos and put it on YouTube, do it. Like the, the world is your stage. And I promise you out of the nearly 7 billion people on the face of this earth, there is going to be an audience that's going to resonate with what you have to say. I hope you guys heard that because that, yeah, that was powerful. And it is true. The world is your stage and everybody has that voice. So share your voice hundred percent. And my last question for you is when you look at your wife and your child, what kind of legacy do you want to leave them? Oh, I don't like the word legacy. Mm, okay. And the reason why I don't like the word legacy is I truly believe that however you've lived your life up to this point, that's your legacy. So yeah. if you die today, an asshole, then your legacy is an asshole, period. That's your legacy. Like, the only thing that's required for you to leave a legacy is to be dead. Mm. And I don't, I don't want to leave a legacy. I want to live a life that I want to live a life that impacts and creates such impact in the world that people tell my story when I'm dead. And it's not the story of the legacy you left because you died. It's the story of how you lived. And I think that's the difference. The difference between a legacy and something that becomes legendary is that this, the story is carried on and it's carried on because it creates such powerful impact in people's lives. The story of a legacy is oftentimes forgotten and it's forgotten rather quickly. Because all it requires for you to do is to be dead, to just die one day. But if you live your life with deliberate action, if you live your life purposely driven, if you live your life living true to your character, your identity, fulfilling your purpose, finding significance in the actions that you take every single day, delivering that into the world and doing it unapologetically and aggressive as fuck, when you die, that story will be carried on. And the best part about all of it is this. My name will be forgotten and I don't give a shit. I don't care about that. But there's this thing called game theory. And if you guys have ever thought about game theory, this is something that I've thought about a lot. There's a difference between a finite game and an infinite game. A finite game has very specific rules, very specified players, and very specified concepts of how you win or lose. Oftentimes judged by points or pieces on a board. Chess, finite game. Soccer, football, finite games. But the infinite game the interesting thing about the infinite game is the only way to win the infinite game, for example, the Cold War. The Cold War between Russia and the United States was an infinite game, but it was an infinite game that was unsustainable. The only way to win the infinite game is to continue to play. Hmm. And so if you look at life as a finite game 
and the game that you're playing will end because you will have either won or lost at life, then you're right. You will have either won or lost at life. And when you're dead, it means nothing. But if you choose to live your life and believe that every action you take can create impact and you live your life based on the concept of the infinite game, then when you die, all the people that you impacted, they take a piece of your game and they play it too. They take a lesson from your life and they apply it to theirs. That means that they're taking a piece of the game that you played, a part of the life that you lived, and they apply it in their life. They're still telling your story. It doesn't matter if you get the credit or not. It's the impact. It's the actual effect. Everybody wants to, God, man, modern society pisses me off. Everybody wants to be famous or insta-famous. Everybody wants to make a name for themselves on social media platforms and and, and do whatever it takes to to make the dollar. But God, could you imagine like, if you, could you imagine if everybody who wanted to be insta-famous stopped seeking fame and started seeking impact creation, the world would be a significantly different place. Mike, if you drop that moment oh, was a big drop. It's so true. Like, oh, it just, it, it fires me up and it fires me up because I, I don't care to be remembered. I don't care to be famous. I care to be impactful. And so if I can create impact when my name dies, if the impact I created lives on, I'm good. I mean, I have chills and whenever I have interviews and they really get to me, I don't know if you notice when my eyes like close a lot, that, that's how, you know, like what you're saying is so freaking powerful. Like I'm in it, I'm in it with you. And I love that. And I love that definition of just like screwing that name of legacy and just living and creating that impact. Um, I feel like I could talk to you all day, Adam. I really, really do. Like you're just an incredible, incredible human. Um, but I know my listeners what are going to want to get in touch with you after this episode. So like share all your, you know, social share, if you're doing anything that like they can, you know, join in all of that stuff. I'm going to put it in the show notes. So. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you can, you can hit me up at, um, at Savage Freedoms on Instagram. Also, uh, hold on. I got to double check what my actual username is on Instagram now because I changed it. I, I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm creating it. Yeah. So I had a good buddy of mine. He's like, Hey bro, um, you need to create a personal Instagram page. And I'm like, what does that mean? And so, uh, I just started, (laughs) I just started creating a personal Instagram page and I don't have any posts on it yet. So I apologize for the delay. Um, hold on. Let me see if I can just pull it up real quick. So let's see if I can, let's see. So at Savage Freedoms on Instagram, Mm -hmm. um, at adam.smith.usa on Instagram as well at Savage Freedoms Offense on uh, Facebook, at Savage Freedoms on Clubhouse. You can reach me via email, adam at savagefreedoms.com or adam at therealadamsmith.com. Um, and uh, man, what else? Uh, you can see what I've got going on. Is I don't have a calendar of events yet, but when I do have events pop up, I put them on the website. I have a new website under construction, but you can go to uh, savagefreedoms.com as well and you can find it there as well. Um, and and the last piece is, you know, look, if if if, if you want, you know, if you want some support or you want some assistance or you want somebody to come out and help you find some perspective or um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't seek an opportunity to help and support people that are in the dregs of emotional despair because I don't want to ever be considered a savior. Uh, if you become a savior, then you, you sort of disempower the individual to save themselves. And then if they ever fail, it's your fault. And so you become a scapegoat to that individual. And I don't want to be that guy. But if I can support you with perspective and I can sort of give you a, a punch in the throat every now and then and a kick in the ass and, and get you a little, little fire in your belly, then I'm about it. So if I can help you, reach out. And I, and it's that saying, what is that saying? Like uh, when you speak from uh, 
the scar, not the wound. Is that the saying? I, I don't know. I've like, never heard this. Yeah. So like what, what you were just mentioning when like reaching out to you, not at that part in your life where you're really in the trenches, but when you are kind of just trying to get back up, that's when you want them to talk to you. Is that what I'm getting at? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, like, so yeah. So what I was saying in regards to that was like when people are speaking your story and speaking like they, you, I think it's a saying of you speak through the scar, not the wound. Ah, okay. Makes sense. Yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, you know, I did that for a long time, did that for a, f- a couple of years. Uh, and what I found was, was that uh, it's, it's a useful and powerful tool for people that are in the depths of those places to seek that assistance and seek that help. It is a really useful and powerful tool. And I also know for me and, and how I live my life and how I want to support people, I will speak to it. I will help you gain perspective. I will, I will, I will offer a hand up and never give a hand out. And also, I, I want to see people who have definitively made the choice to live and create become powerfully successful in their life. And if you haven't made that choice yet, and my words help you make that choice, reach out to me. Uh, please do, guys. Like, I mean, if you guys didn't get from this episode how genuine um, and like, I hate to use the word authentic, but it's true. How real, I know it's such a buzzword, but it's true. Um, and real, and real how Adam is, just take that, um, take what he's saying and definitely take a, shoot him a message. But if you guys love this episode, please tag the two of us. We'll show you some love on our, on our socials. But Adam, I am just excited to see you thrive even more. And I'm excited for this new connection from the two of us. And I can't wait to meet you in person. And just thank you for taking the time out to chat with me and my listeners. Oh, it's been my absolute pleasure. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you reaching out. And I agree with you hundred percent. Like the, the network that gets developed and the opportunity to collaborate on, on, on new things that really can create change is always a spectacular opportunity. So I have no doubt that there's going to be some stuff that we're going to do in the future. A hundred percent. Well, I'm bringing him back guys. I'm bringing him back and I'm actually bringing him back with another vet. So we'll, we'll connect with that later on. But again, I appreciate you. I really, really do. As well.